0: You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman.
1: Hello, Pogues. It's
0: a right good day
1: for a podcast, isn't
0: it? Sure is. I, I mean, this must be the British Ben Chapman I'm working with here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I assume uh, you went to the same voice coach as Don, Johnny Depp, a man <laughs> who's never actually met someone from England.
1: Yeah, which is mostly to be that I'm doing an impersonation of other British characters I've heard, and that is the depth of my practice for for my British accent. <laughs> I wanted I wanted people not to get the the uh, uh, to to capture the the world of of uh, you know uh, of like Victorian England. I wanted to capture the sort of like uh, whatever accent fits you um, vibe of yeah, this
0: movie. I... <laughs> Scenes with Johnny Depp and Heather Graham together are like bad accent face off and then every other scene whenever they speak next to people who are actually from england it just like accentuates how little these people sound like they're from england slash ireland i mean it was just so aggressive when they're together you're just like oh my god you guys should have cast all americans then because no one sounds fucking british except for like your two main characters do not sound british at all
1: I don't know how they got to this point because if I found out, if I found out that I was going to be in um, in in a, in, a, in a British Jack the Ripper film with Ian Holm, it would consume <laughs> me for the remaining of my prep time to get my British accent down, fucking pat.
0: Yeah, I and I it made me want to go, it made me not really want to go back, but I was like I should look up clips of uh pirates of the caribbean because he's british in that isn't he or does he just have a weird voice because i thought he was british in that and i don't remember thinking he had a terrible british accent but maybe he just has like a regular accent
1: i think he just has whatever sort of weird affectation he's doing in those movies right like i think yeah i think
0: you're right so yeah i just could not believe when he started doing this and i was like you know i think johnny depp may be the opposite of Nicolas cage in that everybody knows Nicolas cage is bad like he you know he's in just weird stuff he's a really weird guy and he's like occasionally a really great actor but most of the time you're like wow that's fucked up this guy has an oscar johnny depp is the opposite in that he sucks at fucking acting he's terrible but every so often he'll have one good role and people just forget about all the other shit he puts out because he's fucking terrible in this he's terrible in sleepy hollow
1: Oh, yeah, he's definitely terribly at Sleepy Hollow. I thought he was pretty mediocre in this. His his, his, his delivery didn't, like, didn't send, send me as much as, like, every time Heather Graham appeared. I, I feel like I'm going to pick on Heather Graham a lot, but she was
0: insufferable in this movie. She, I, I mean, this is not, like, I'm uh, like oh, I, she's ter- she just shouldn't have been cast. I mean, she's not, yeah, like, it's, an, it's a really wrong cast. You know, pretending to be somebody from another country is not the easiest form of acting no and so you you need certain acting shops and i feel like either they hired these people late or they just had a terrible dialect coach they sent them to but she has like the worst irish like the fucking lucky charms guy sounds more like an irish person and he's a cartoon of an irish person like she might as well have just said oh after me lucky charms you know i mean it was just her accent would only come at the end of words and only sometimes
1: the the only thing faker that can be found in this film is the insane red dye job they gave her. Uh, yes,
0: she show. she looks so out of place because. So it's funny is they cast like all these older, not older, but like women like in their th- late thirties, early forties, to be like the other, uh, you know, prostitutes, and they're her friends, and they are all dressed in like torn up clothing. They're all sort of dirty. Not like, you know, like they have dirt on their face and stuff. They all look older. Their hair's kind of a mess. They're really British. And then Heather Graham looks like she just took a shower and is wearing like a new petticoat. And she has the most unnatural red, like her hair's, uh, Amber Heard and Aquaman red. Just such an unnatural red color. It's so jarring when you see it because no one's hair is that color naturally, which is a bizarre choice to be to say let's make her a redhead no not a real redhead like a runway model red
1: <laughs> yeah as if there aren't there are actors with red hair and the capacity for an accent like i don't i don't understand
0: or just the, i mean just give her a regular red you can yeah. dye your hair to look ginger not the color it's, red like it redheads is, are not actually their hair is not actually red it's more orange hers is just is, straight red
1: It is super strange because this movie is not only an adaptation of a graphic novel, but also an adaptation of, like, a fictionalized version of reality in that every character in this movie is someone who is either very real or it is, like, a slight adjustment from someone who was real and they just sort of, like, merged people together or something. But generally, these people were, you know, these were real They're all based on,
0: on real... Everybody in the movie, except for one person, I think, Well, the sergeant's like an amalgam of multiple people. Uh, Or all all real people. The problem is, none of them are depicted the way they actually were. And they all have, like, weird character traits. Like, for some reason, Detective Aberline, who was, like, in his mid to late 40s, I believe, when the Ripper case happened, Mm -hmm. is played by Johnny Depp, who's at the time, like, 30? 31? And is, for some reason, an opium opium addict. Not true of the real uh, Fred Aberlein. He was not an opium addict. Uh, he also didn't see the future, which is a weird character choice. Is that in this movie, Johnny Depp's well, character can see the future?
1: Well, to be fair, From Hell has its own supernatural elements. Uh, the,
0: the comic has one weird thing, which is... Somewhere. Time travel? <laughs> what? T- time travel? There's no time traveling from hell.
1: Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, 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 the, 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 the primary, uh, goddamn names, uh, Sir William Gull, the, the uh-huh. murderer in this film, at one point is going through one of his, like, having one of his seizures and he, he, he walks up to a window where someone's watching television. Like, oh yeah okay. in like in like 1960s yeah. he's like observing someone and alan moore is described as like a reverse ghost story where you're watching the ghost see birth. you know it's like a whole thing but it's like it is he teleports to the future and sees things yeah, from the future yeah and then and goes in, back in that to regard timeline. though
0: the weird thing with sir william gall is in in the comic is he's he's dying he has like a brain tumor or something's wrong mm-hmm. with him that's killing him and it's giving him these seizures and while he's having these seizures he keeps seeing visions that aren't real and so they, that's where Alan Moore does like his crazy stuff. The right. implication throughout the... Because in From Hell, they do not hide who the killer is. Right from the no, go, you know. it's it's illustrated on the cover. Yeah. Which is it, an it, insane
1: and, thing to adapt into a pretty mediocre murder mystery. <laughs> you know well, that, that, sorry. The, I will That's say the, the craziest thing about this whole film is that they take a movie where the entire point of the book is like let's 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 play out this conspiracy theory that is one of many out there about Jack the Ripper and let's mm-hmm. do it from the position of the person that in our theory is the killer like from from the beginning of the book and then let's adapt that into a, a, a who done it we know
0: who done it it's the point <laughs> of the book <laughs> yeah it's cuz i mean the the book is very much from gall's point of view mm-hmm. and so it, it's just sort of bizarre because you understand what's going on when he has these weird visions and that's Alan Moore's sort of like weird play. And this is all based on a, a novel, well, not a novel, a uh, nonfiction story written by a guy named, I think it's Stephen Knight, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And it's called Jack the Ripper, colon, The Final Solution, which is not a great name for a book. Not a great name. It was written in the 60s, so no excuse for this one. But in it, he posits that a man he interviewed is the grandson of the woman of the child of anne crook Mm -hmm. and this is what really happened that he is the illegitimate heir to the throne of england and he interviewed this guy and the guy said that the true story is and supposedly this guy did all this interviewing And Alan Moore read it and was like, "Boy, this is really dumb. Like this, this. There's no way this is even remotely true." But he really liked the story, so he wrote *From Hell* and created this weird thing because this guy was also obsessed that the Freemasons were like out to get him. (laughs) So, but that's like the premise of the story, and the book was extremely well known when it came out because people believed this guy. You know, it was sort of like the weird Jack the Ripper uh, diaries, the those fake diaries they found. Yes. Um, So. It's interesting, but the comic is a massive tome. I mean, I was telling Ben, I'm pretty sure it's like 300 or 400 pages. It's a very long comic, and it's really a deep dive into all the things we now know about the the Ripper case. Like, you know, all most of the letters were forgeries, and they only think maybe one of them was from the actual person who was committing some of the murders because there's like 12 murders in the period but I think only five of them were actually Jack the Ripper and the rest were either like copycats or people killing people, like their wives to get rid of them and disguising it to look like a Ripper killing. So that- Pretty
1: pretty good call.
0: Yeah, so there's all sorts of stuff. So they think he only killed five people, which is like not the greatest serial killer.
1: Well, I'm trying to think of, of, of some comedian who made the point that, uh, that committing a murder, you know, in, in an era before the forensics, it would have been just like, well, was he here when he found the body? Dang
0: yeah well that's it <laughs> there's actually a crazy he got thing away. <laughs> where um they it, fingerprinting had just been introduced in the united states uh, mm. around this time and at the last killing uh they didn't bother to fingerprint the doors even though they're pretty sure he went in without wearing gloves because they at the time the english police didn't think fingerprinting was real That it was like an actual science they thought it was just made up which is like an (laughs) an insane thing that you know i mean you think now you're like why would anybody doubt that of course if you look at people's hands they all look different why would anybody be like i don't think that's true but you know so it's just sort of interesting jack the ripper now you know what's not interesting the movie adaption from hell (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, because now, now, if you are unfamiliar with either the movie and/or the book, this is the the proper like the, the, this is the proper depth of the material, which is not reflected in the film. The film yes. is. I, I is going to hate me on this one. The film isn't a travesty. It is. It's it is a. It is a mediocre murder mystery set in a period with some weird casting. The, I mean, like Ian Ian Holm is in this doing a good job but Which, that's the I weird thing i
0: don't know how they got ian holm
1: though that's the weird thing though is ian holm is phenomenal he's probably one of the greatest actors ever like in my opinion because i mean everything he's in is insane i mean lord of the rings the alien I mean, he's just incredible yeah, he's a good actor i could name way more important movies he's been i in, mean but... he's
0: sir ian holm so yeah he's, he's been knighted that's,
1: that's an excellent point i mean ratatouille but um yes uh, what I, what I... <laughs> the cinema <laughs> <verite> of
0: ratatouille <laughs> what i want
1: to get is is that he is so strong, and he plays Gaul. So how crazy would it be to do a movie that was either mostly or at least half and half from his perspective, with also from Aberlane's perspective? That'd be pretty interesting, because that's some of the insanity of From Hell, is that you are sent on a ride-along with a serial killer who has insane, like... Out of this world, like, ritualistic justifications for his killings that you listen to and at times are almost uh, uh, wrapped up in, which is kind of the weird, the the whole weird, you know, uh, pull of of From Hell. That's only, like, kind of in this movie where we just keep getting, like, neck down shots of Ian Holm still talking like Ian Holm. Like, I can tell that's him. Yeah, they just lowered the
0: octave of his voice. They just went in and were like, lower it down three. And you're just like, I think people are still going to be able to tell that's Ian Holm.
1: And that's a good indication of what's wrong with this movie is because they give you little snippets of him being like I'm murdering because it's cool and, and 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 trying to imply that we're seeing the murderer sort of accomplish stuff and then we spend most of the time I'd say ninety percent of the time with just sort of like like a kind of like per- per- perpetually high on opium Johnny Depp like not the actor like not not the character but I think the actor might have been you know, because he is just he is so like just like even keel the whole movie more yeah. than less. even even when he's running to like see if his like love interest in big quotes was murdered he, yeah. he's just like this weird sort of lack lackluster like uh delivery of everything it's very strange and, and that's our vessel for the whole movie
0: and the other thing that is very strange is from hell as a comic is the only comic i i, I think i've ever read in my life that has an appendix that says where each piece of dialogue was taken from that he didn't write. So each line is like, oh, this was from the official police report. This is what was overheard. This is what they said when they got there. And it, I mean, From Hell is meticulously researched. The panels are drawn like the way the bodies are laid out are drawn exactly as the crime scene photos. They, they go into all the weird letters they got, all the copycat letters. Yeah,
1: They like- examine
0: the case all over. This movie could not give a fuck about the Jack the Ripper killings. From they...
1: hell itself is the name of of one of the more famous yes. letters that was yeah. received,
0: which they kind of gloss over in the movie. They just say it at the very end, but it's like that's the the only letter they. I think it's that, and maybe one other one. It's called like the Hey Boss letter. I think those are the only two they think were actually written by Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. and the rest yes. were just random people. And I believe in the comic because I thought it was in the movie and it wasn't, so it must have been in the comic. They, they see like you know there's like a priest fake writing a letter there's a woman fake writing a letter and it's just like people were just doing it because you know there was no way to verify that shit back then i mean people still did that like in the 80s people would send in letters pretending to be like the zodiac killer
1: also it's the collapse of victorian england so like what else are you gonna do like you, yeah. you did your opium you did your opium today and that's that's done you know, and, and you had sex with your prostitute in the alley, and, I mean, what's left? I mean, I guess yeah. just write a fake serial killer letter, because, like, what a I I mean, we don't have Xbox, so it's like, what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, you're essentially just waiting to
1: <laughs> die. You can't play Mario Kart, so might as well impersonate a serial killer. Like, what else are
0: you gonna Get do? Get syphilis and then just die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what's sort of weird, because they, they care so little about the Jack the Ripper killings. Like, I think the movie would have been way more interesting if there had been an act if it had been in like about jack the ripper like it's he's such a throwaway character you spend so much time watching the prostitutes just sort of live their lives just so you can watch them walk away one at a time and be murdered
1: i have to say i don't mean to victim blame obviously but these prostitutes do not have a good or even remotely competent sense of danger no. because At first, like, the first killing is kind of tragic.
0: The first three people, I'll let go, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, especially the first one, because she's just strolling along, and actually, I kind of like the visual of it. And there are moments where, in my notes, I was like, ooh, I like the visual of this. There were certain moments like that, um, but yeah, one of them was like just that she walks past the like dark, dark arched alleyway, and just like arms come out and grab her and pull her in, and like you see like the, you see like like, like the unspecific motions of 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 a murder, and I think that's a pretty good way to have done it. And do beyond you that, something
0: that's interesting that they really that? don't explain in the movie, that's not Jack the Ripper killing her, it's the guy from the Nichols gang. Oh, they uh, they never actually really address it. But in the script, I guess it says specifically she is murdered by the Nick because Jack the Ripper is only canonically killed five people, and she right. would have been six, and she is not listed as one of his victims. So she's supposed to be a separate killing.
1: But they, they, and here's a problem: is they they take major checkpoints of the story, and then just sort of like tape them together,
0: and they gloss like there's. The whole stuff with like the secret service and I-, I could not the scene where he breaks in to special branch's office and then they have like a plan so he can sneak out but he gave his fucking name when he walked in that's not how polite why why develop an elaborate scheme to sneak out if you told somebody you were walking in there you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. so bizarre. I was like, he should have lied about who he was then. What's the point of having a ruse to escape if you already alerted everybody to who you are?
1: This is where I'm confused because there's a bunch of pieces here and all of them are like C plus rated pieces, but none of them fit together. No. Like either make a Sherlock Holmes movie in which Aberlaine is you know clever and we get to, because the, the thing about Sherlock Holmes style films is that we like to see cleverness played out. We like to see the character do something clever that even we hadn't thought of in the exact moment. Go, ooh, yeah, what a smart guy. We, we that's why that's why you like heist movies. You know, you like to be like, aha, what a clever solution. But we don't get that because Aberline has, again, as we specialized earlier, like, like visions of what's happening, vague opium visions of what's happening, and then like, which don't thing. help him. No, because most most of his success is him like squatting down near a corpse and like being a relatively good detective. And then making a phenomenally dumb decision moments later, like, like you mentioned just, just a second ago, and so that's not very fun to watch. And then it could be just a really like enveloping period piece, like when you're watching like a really when you're watching like Downton Abbey, where it's just you sort of like wrapped up in all the weird contrivances of the era. But that's not really true either. Everything feels kind of like fake, and and there's like a facade to all the sets that feels like like they're they're all like it feels like at any moment they're walking into a set of like a televised version of uh, a christmas like like uh what's the um dickens christmas carol like oh, i just feel yeah. like we're, we're about to walk into a christmas carol i thought they've walked out of one murder set into muppet's christmas carol and there's going to be a muppet in the background it just feels so weird and fake especially the very very beginning uh where every single actor like in the background actor is doing a different thing loudly did you notice that it oh was my so god bizarre. Yes. like the everyone was told drove just, me insane everyone was told it's like all right no one be quiet in this scene everyone just do an accent and yell about someone so someone's just in the background going like i my onion and everyone's yes. just like hey you tripped over me arse. you know they're all just like yelling dumb shit And you're just like what is going on they, they not tried to
0: like. set up victorian england and it's like they show that there's like a guy peeing on the wall there's prostitutes there's coppers like rousting somebody somebody gets thrown out of a bar there's a gang it's just as if like victorian england streets were a one-off of everything that happened during victorian england. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, any street you walk down you'll find one guy peeing one one beggar uh one criminal it was just so stupid
1: it was as if you ask an improv team to, to go with the theme Victorian England, and they're all just, and every one of them has to c- come up with a bit and then do it loudly. Like, that was like the plan, yeah, you know, of that so entire dumb. scene. And, it, and it, bleeds, said, uh, it bleeds into the rest of the movie, too. It keeps happening throughout yeah, the Yeah, there's, there's film. a
0: few times where they do that where just like background characters are just yelling random stuff. And it happens at every crime scene, and the stuff people are yelling doesn't even make sense sometimes. They're just like, there's a killer! It's like that. That's a sentence. What does that mean? You know, what I mean? it's like walking by and being like, "There's a shoe salesman." Like nobody's <laughs> calling. They're not even necessarily. Occasionally, they'll be like, "Why haven't you caught him yet?" And I'm like, "All right, that's something to yell at the police." But just yelling a statement seems like an odd, you know, use of your time. I'm going to teach these cops a lesson by telling them the basics of what's happening. Yeah, and there's that's a killer, like, sir.
1: As, as if it, what I was I was getting at is that throughout the whole film none of this is ever done with full commitment like it's not a very good period piece it's not a good detective piece it's not an adaptation of the comic because we spend zero time with the character we spend the mm-hmm. entire time yeah evergreen actually doesn't
0: appear till like the later half of the comic because in, right. in real life he wasn't brought in until i think the third person had been killed
1: yeah the perspective is to be like what's it like to be in like Dahmer's head like what's it like to explore this creature Um, uh, this, this this theoretical monster Uh, and that's not what this movie does so it's like confusing and like it's a it's a a perfectly fine detective movie it's a weird period piece piece movie it's not that great of a thriller because a thriller typically gives you like a hook and then drags you through a couple of like remarkable moments before we get to some thrilling conclusion and this movie like throws a hook out with like there's been a killing and then it like throws in like also there's Freemasons also there's this weird cat cat like like carriage driver you don't understand what his purpose is yeah like, it just like th- throws hooks at you for a while until you get you to get bored and, and sleepy and then it starts trying to reel him back in
0: it was and, weird because and... they introduced the cab driver and i was like all right well I, I remembered how the movie ended and i know what the story is so i was like oh i don't remember there must have been like misdirection where they do that thing where it's like oh you think the cab driver is jack the ripper and then it turns out no at the end the reveal is it's not the cab driver no the cab driver is just completely in on it He's just 100% involved. So yeah, he's pretty much as guilty as Jack the Ripper yeah. So it he's was, a, he's it was just a waste yeah. of a character. They keep cutting to the victims who are having mostly the same conversation over and over again about how there's no way they can each get a pound to pay the nickels, which is also, I, I don't think that was the amount he asked for because that's an insane amount of money in Victorian England. Like, you know what I mean? It was 1880. A pound is a fuck ton of money yeah things cost half a shilling then which is you know not as a part of a pound so it was just like i don't think that's right but they create this weird thing where all of them are friends which is not historically accurate they don't think they knew each other at all um, but like they they create that storyline but then they give them nothing really to do and then there's all these weird sub stories where um you know, we are introduced to, like, Freemason characters, and that story really goes nowhere. We're introduced to uh, Joseph Merrick, the Elephant Man, and that goes nowhere. Um, it, it's oh, I just, forgot about that, even. Holy shit. Yeah, it's really weird. And in the comic, they do make reference to the Elephant Man. And it's something that Alan Moore just made up, uh, which is the guy takes the first victim to kill her there because um, in Hinduism, you pray to Ganesh for a safe journey whenever you embark on something and since he's like the elephant man and Ganesh is a man who appears like he has an elephant for a head sure uh, that tracks yeah it's weird Alan Moore (laughs) shit it's it's yeah for sure for sure but it's better than this random scene where we're just shown this thing so that Aberline can come and have like a weird conversation and then the Jack the Ripper character can tell him so much information and then that, but that's like sort of dropped. They introduce that other doctor who you think is going to come up. No, that's that's pretty much dropped. Uh, then there's just a random love story for some reason.
1: Uh yeah, it's it's a, not another origin story tradition to be like, why the fuck did we wedge a, a love story into this movie? Why would either character have any kind of relationship so far? Because yes. you know, Johnny Depp does not express a lot of like. Expertise in protecting her, and she seems to be dead set on just sort of dying. I guess because like all these all these characters who know 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 well that something's going on, don't even express caution. I think that's my problem because yeah. I know that they're I know that they're in a life that they can't escape. They can't just go like leave and go somewhere else, uh, really, because you know that requires money um and and they're being pursued by these you know these gangsters and all kinds of stuff but like they'll just be hanging out together for safety and then they'll be like well we could we could pool our money for food or i could just go out and just drink whatever a man in a carriage gives me <laughs> and just jump
0: on it yeah i, I mean, mean that was like the insane thing is like a carriage driver stops and he's like you want to get in people are being murdered you would be like i'm not getting in a carriage with you are you insane at what point point? Like what a creepy s- motherfucker I mean, yeah, and they're
1: frequently like, "Oh, um, uh, c- come on in this carriage. Inside, you'll find a-, a-, a meticulously poured beverage that you should just drink. Don't, don't bother to consider what it is. No one even asks." what is this <laughs> before they drink it you know what i mean yeah like it is strange how easily these, these women just like wandered into the net that that ultimately snared well, them and then like
0: the one lady goes out to get drunk after they're well aware that jack the ripper is murdering people she goes out to get drunk and this other lady is like well i guess i'm gonna go look for it it's like what? why why
1: It's like watching, like, the one character who's going to go check the sound in the basement in a horror film, but it's all the characters. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was like, why would she leave? She knows somebody's out there murdering people on the streets. And it was just, it was just very confusing.
1: I don't want to freak anyone out, but our last three friends all went into the basement to see what that noise was. I'm gonna go check and see if any of them are still down there. Nobody go with me. Like that's what I was watching. Is, is like yes. Watching unfold. <laughs> it,
0: it was very weird that nobody was ever just like, "Should we travel in a pair? Maybe is that an option?" Yeah. It, at least somewhat harder for somebody to murder me. No. What's it's not an option? Cool, cool, cool. What what what
1: fills me with confusion is that if this if if someone had just sat down and said, "Let's do a Jack the Ripper movie." where Jack the Ripper isn't just some weird psychopath um you know associated with nothing but he is like following this theory um executing people as part of a plot uh to protect the royalty that would be a story that we best be told exclusively from Johnny Depp's perspective with no other people involved In a first yes. person narrative where where it seems like it's random murders you see like the messages about like the Jews you know shouldn't bear you know uh, blame for this or whatever but like the, all the words are spelled wrong and you realize oh he's not referring to like Jews that we are yeah, I mean names.
0: That's that was one of my favorite things. Like, that's an educated hand. It's like it looks like a pers- like a seven year old wrote it. That's not an educated hand, yeah. bro. <laughs> in the it's sense like if- that, yes, they're words, I guess.
1: But a story where it's like you, the audience, goes in thinking Jack Ripper is just some like weird like you know, De- Jeffrey Dahmer psychopath, uh, is not expecting it to be revealed that he's actually like a political assassin. That's a good play. But this movie. <laughs> This movie opens with being like, "Hi, it's me, Jack the Pepper, the political assassin." Anyway, yeah, you, you want to watch Johnny that, Depp try and was figure my me problem. out.
0: <laughs> so, in the comic, you know, like we said, it's just right on Front Street who the killer yeah. is. They eliminate that. So, for the movie to work, it then does have to be uh, like a police procedural, right? For like to be interesting, is him trying to figure out what's going on, but at every turn. He's just told what is happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, our friend married a guy. Oh, really? Well, was it this guy? Yeah, it was the Prince of England. Oh my God, I figured it out. We should go seek you know, He doesn't really do any actual police work. Even his big discovery uh, at Special Brants isn't actually police work. He, he's breaking and entering. So he doesn't actually deduce anything. He's just going off of things that he's being told. He never actually figures out anything. And then at the very end, he just all of a sudden knows that Gaul is Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But I he mean, has yeah. no information to tell him. And his visions aren't particularly helpful either. So he really doesn't do anything. Like, most of the information of the plot comes from other characters. William Gall and the, the victims. Which is fine, but then you really don't need Johnny Depp's character. You know what I mean? Like, you have to right. figure out what you want to do. Is this a story about a police detective who has visions and solves the Jack the Ripper murders? but it can't stop them. Or is it a story about the victims and how they, what what happened and why they're being killed? Or is it a story about the killer? You need to pick just one.
1: Yeah. Cause peppering in the killer, just like doing stuff and giving away parts of who he is and peppering in like other characters, like like watching the prostitutes wander around and like hope and, and hope for, you know, some sort of like, uh you know, saint to come down and help them. These, these are all angles that aren't necessary to making Johnny Depp's story more interesting.
0: Yeah, he in fact, just becomes like a, a third it. wheel. Yeah. Because he really accomplishes zero. They keep saying how like, smart he is, but he never actually figures out anything. And then at one point in the movie, um, at the very beginning, where you get the casual racism towards Jews and Native Americans, which is, you know, refreshing, they worked in racism towards native americans into a movie that doesn't take place in america <laughs> it's a good level of offensiveness for you ben i i wrote that down i was like oh no uh but you know even british dramas you can't get away from it but he's like oh no i don't want to i don't want anybody blaming the jews then later in the movie he's like well nobody will think that's what this means well it'll be fine the jews will be fine it's like wait he was the one who was so adamant of protecting these people because he knows that a, a riot's gonna happen now all of a sudden he's like no it's important evidence it's really not that important and they took a picture of it so don't really know what you need You what i mean it's just it's victorian england you have no means of telling anything about this other than just looking at it and you already did that
1: um the movie also decides to lace in a lobotomy like component for many sequences which is like kind of a thing in the comic but it's more about it's more medical than that i guess they went lobotomy because it's more straightforward um frankly i find i find i find the reality of lobotomies to be far scarier than anything this movie presented
0: yes and that is something else i thought was interesting was at no point was i like the jack the ripper killings half the time you can't tell what the fuck's even going on so it's not really like disturbing or frightening a person just screams and then johnny depp has a vision of a guy like picking up and down a woman's petticoat you know which i trust me i didn't want to see the actual things but i just thought it was sort of interesting in a jack the ripper story you never felt like anything was like jack the Ripper really wasn't frightening he was just sort yeah. of a guy who was killing these people but you never really got the sense of how horrific it this was.
1: this movie is frequently described including on the wikipedia page as a horror film but i don't get that
0: yeah, at no point do I find this movie even remotely frightening. Which is weird, because the real Jack the Ripper story is extremely disturbing.
1: I mean, that's that's even like a fifth path. We've mentioned like four paths this movie could have taken. A fifth path would have been like to to really up the, uh, uh, up the fear and the unpredictability and like the, the gore of, of the killer. You know what I mean? Like to really make it horrific and terrifying what's happening. But that's not done, like you said, either. Because the killings are brief and not gory. And they're done occasionally by a little bit of surprise but mostly you're just watching like the carriage driver tell them to drink a suspicious green liquid they do so without question and then they walk into an alley to a screen i like, that's like most of the kills in this movie yeah so it's it, it fits like none of the none of the requirements of a horror i i would say
0: yeah at no point was i like boy what a frightening film and, and i don't know it's just such a disappointing thing because i mean the comic isn't like i'm like oh everyone should go out and read it i mean if you're interested in the jack the ripper history it's it's an interesting sort of read because there is a lot of historical data but as a movie they just didn't they did even less with the jack the ripper story than just straight being like here's what happened like a documentary would be more interesting you know this was just so benign it's just boring and i i have to disagree with your statements about interesting visuals there's so many weird shots in this movie that only occur once and then never occur again like the scene where all the police are super speedy
1: oh yeah yeah the the time lapse scene i i never understood when directors like employ a unique a unique uh camera or a unique sort of like camera work like that and then forget about it for the rest of the movie like how, yeah. or even just camera work, like just just cinematic tricks. Like how many movies have we watched where they open with a little narration and then never return to narration? Yeah.
0: Strange. This was really weird because they do it, and also it appears to be like one hour, and uh, the entire population of London and all of the police officers are in the background. <laughs> so many people were there, and I thought, how long did it take them to find Aberline? Like Whitechapel is not that big, but there's so many people, and then. That sort of like time lapse thing never happens again, so it's just a very bizarre thing to include in the movie to then never use.
1: You know what this movie's also obsessed with is that every carriage has a very ominous set of switchblade yes. steps that come unfurling out with a knife sound. Like <laughs> yes, like or the cocking four... of a shotgun. Like it's just there's, so loud. There's four different carriages that get a carriage step unveiling scene. And I do not know why
0: i there's, don't know why <laughs> there's also this movie has one of those things during one of the carriage uh like reveal shots the person coming out i forgot who he was because he's the guy from the beginning but it had been so long and he just looks like a random old white british guy <laughs> you know what i mean there was nothing distinct about him he just looks like a kind of older british guy so when he got out I don't know. If he, am I supposed to be like in awe that this is happening, or surprised? It's just some guy. But that staircase makes it seem like it was going to be something really interesting and ominous, and it's not.
1: <laughs> uh, another uh, another sin that I wanted to reference in this film is that because they went with more of like a cop procedural, which is kind of what it is. Because you get the character who is the um, the detective with a unique trait you know mm-hmm. uh, in and this the case, sergeant
0: with a unique trait who's a unique trait, english literature
1: uh and, and he gets he gets into deep and finds answers that he wasn't ready for as people often warn detectives that they will find and then he is dismissed from the case but he proceeds to go on like you know what i mean like it's it's a classic like like uh like movie movie plot here uh just the just no buddy cop scenario to it so much so that there's even <laughs> there's even <laughs> a chase sequence in a carriage and it's just it's just so stupid <laughs> that scene had me laughing when Jai Depp uh, uh Averlane is like captured by the Freemasons that think he's gotten learned too much and they try to like they try to dose him up with I, yes. I assume assume is, is opioid of some kind uh and he just sort of like struggles and leads to this like un like this sort of like uh like loose loose carriage that rides he, across london with he him kicks a guy so
0: hard he falls out of a window of a carriage and then his face hits the wagon wheel somehow which causes the wagon wheel to come off
1: like, the guy's like ex-
0: face like derails a carriage to like explode off
1: oh uh, yeah off, off the carriage which is insane um and and yeah that, that that all that from all that from an emaciated opium addict he's i don't know it just he's not the character i would have expected to to be able to uh to have that kind of strength <laughs> but here yeah he is. It,
0: it was just and it was sort of like just a pointless ending was sort of my problem there's this big action scene that doesn't really matter or mean anything you know, yeah. they, it was just they felt that there had to be some sort of action or some sort of fight scene. There really didn't need to be, and it's just so out of place, which is a lot of this movie. It just feels out of place. The, the weird shot where uh, when Ian Holm or, or William Gahl's leaving for the last time after he's... Uh, Aberline came to confront him and uh, the special branch guy knocks him unconscious... They show Holmes in the, the carriage, and did you notice his eyes are entirely black?
1: Yeah, like, at, at some point in that sequence where yeah, his they eyes
0: ju- become all black.
1: Yeah, where he gets, it's kind of like actually that scene with Ian Holm in, like, in uh, Lord of the Rings, where yeah. he, like, see, when he sees the ring again on Frodo's neck, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like that, but they fix him on that stair for the rest of the movie.
0: I could not believe the shot when I was like, I forgot they made his, I I remember the scene of him in the carriage and thinking, boy, that's dumb that his eyes are like all black as if he's the devil or something. But then when it happened earlier, I could not believe it. I was just so confused to think this is their plan was to, uh, his eyes go all black. You know how that's a common trait of killers. Their eyes become shark (laughs) eyes.
1: Yeah. And the whole Freemason thing is bizarre because, like what we said earlier, you know, you, you don't know who could be part of a conspiracy, except they show us the room for the people that are perfect.
0: Yes, that was my problem too. So it it's is... like
1: there's no mystery. Like we don't we don't know who's a villain and who's an ally, like because we 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 see them all in a room being like, anyway, thanks for all coming out to this villain convention. We're all going to discuss our villainous point. Like
0: it's just like, why did we do this? The other part that I was really like annoyed with with that scene is there's two things about it that's dumb which is one it, it becomes that Jack the Ripper isn't even Jack the Ripper he's part of a 25 person conspiracy which is really dumb but two one of the people involved in the conspiracy is the like head of the police department Whitechapel why wouldn't he have just taken over the case and just kept stalling? You know what I mean? Why put a, an actual detective on the case, knowing that he's going to try to solve the case? There wasn't one other detective in Whitechapel who was a, what, a Freemason that they could have brought in, because in real life they brought in detectives from other places to try to investigate, because Whitechapel yeah. had shit-ass detectives because it's a it was a really poor part of Victorian London. So it's yeah. very bizarre that they just have and you, it's just so dumb. Yeah. Or
1: what, Why isn't the why isn't the head of police just assigning like like the disappearing bodies, which so seemed it would seem to be very easy to do.
0: My my other uh, thing, which where the story really falls apart, is uh, and you don't really think about it as much in the comic when you're reading it, but the crux of the story is is they're killing off these five women because they were witnesses to the marriage of uh albert to and uh, Anne, Anne. I name is... yes and they they were married as catholics i find it hard to believe that a catholic church in london at the time wouldn't be able to recognize the prince uh also that they wouldn't have asked if he was catholic because he wouldn't have been <laughs> so, <laughs> so i mean they ask you now if you're catholic and they will try to find out um but what I thought was insane was, um, not to be mean. It's Victorian England. Who's gonna believe prostitutes if they came forward and said our friend married Prince Albert? A paper would be like, "Fuck off." We know nobody's <laughs> gonna believe you. You know what I mean? Like women can't come forward now in the twenty first century with real evidence of sexual harassment because it's so hard to get people to believe them. I don't That's... think Victorian England people were going to believe that their friend married the heir to the British Empire.
1: Certainly accusations of impropriety would definitely derail a major a major political leader, Pogues. Of course they would. Yeah, especially
0: of Victorian course. England, who he was already yeah. accused of sleeping with <laughs> multiple times. He was accused of being a homosexual and sleeping with uh, prostitutes. <laughs> so it's just sort of bizarre where it's just like, oh, this is kind of weird that, the story is like, well, we can't let anybody know. Who would believe them? There's no blood test. It's 1888. It's just weird. I, You know, I was thinking about when I was watching it. I was like, wow, they really don't have to do anything. This is just a non-issue.
1: <laughs> Not to mention that I don't, bl- again, no offense, but I don't believe the lifespan of a Victorian prostitute is quite that long.
0: Yeah, yeah I feel like they could have just waited it out a couple weeks.
1: It's, it seems like they could have... Res- paid that gang that was already going to stab them yes to just stab them <laughs>
0: they could have just paid the Nichols gang to kill them and they probably wouldn't even have asked questions they, a they had gang. already
1: started based on your what you had discussed earlier they already got one of them so i guess yes. just keep going guys here's some money don't tell anyone <laughs>
0: but it's also sort of insane is if your conspiracy is to murder these women and you know to keep them quiet why pick the most elaborate murders of all time when you think about it it's like no People were killed in Whitechapel constantly. It was a it's it was not a good area of London. People died there a lot because it was full of slums. It's like where they forced all the poor people. So it's wasn't that uncommon for people to just die, and especially unfortunately you know prostitutes. So I feel like you could have just stabbed each one of them, walked I mean, away. And of- no one would have even bothered to investigate.
1: Part of the, the the I assume the graphic novel's reasoning is that um, is that the, the person assigned to it, uh, uh, Gull, had you know gone
0: insane. Well, in my recollection, is in the comics, Gall does it all by himself. It's been so long since I've read it, though. I don't remember him having accomplices, and I don't remember Special Branch being involved. I remember that he basically takes it upon himself to kill these prostitutes, and his is like he also thinks that he's being talked to by God and God is telling him to kill them to safeguard the English empire because the whores are the reason that Albert's going to die or something. Like he has a bunch of like insane reasons and I don't believe he's being helped by every person in the world. And I believe the Freemasons actually freak out when they find out that he was Jack the Ripper and they're like, what the fuck were you doing killing all these people? And at the end they put him into a mental institution.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's notoriously uh, accurate that if you're going to accomplish a conspiracy theory, you need to involve the least amount of people possible.
0: Yes. Not every person you come across. So I don't know. Off the, uh, this made me kind of want to go back and, and read the comic, which I don't own anymore because I lent it to someone and they never gave it back to me. Uh, but uh, I you know I was like, maybe I'll just buy it on like Comicology or something if it's available because I would like to reread it and just see. Because maybe it would be fucking terrible, and I'd be like, "Never mind, this movie was fine." <laughs> because the, the comic sucked, but I don't remember it being bad. I remembered it being vaguely interesting.
1: Well, yeah, I think the, I think the general thing is that this would be a this would be an extremely hard comic to adapt. It, yeah, and, just in, in, by by anyone's hands yeah, would be yeah. very challenging to do because a it's gigantic. It is so long. Yes, it's and, very uh, long. And, and like you said, it's meticulously researched. So, you know. to to do it you'd have to make cuts and to make cuts you'd have to remove large pieces of important context just to make it like believable. and this was this this itself was already two hours which is atrociously long for.
0: apparently it was supposed to be longer and then Ah! i saw this which is even more crazy who who do you think the directors originally went to for johnny depp's role
1: um i hope it's what you said earlier and it's like nicholas cage no
0: it's not nicholas cage it was daniel day lewis could you imagine Daniel Day Lewis being in this piece of shit? Like, I think Daniel Day Lewis would have
1: added another hour because of his delivery.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he does love a drawl uh, in his characters, but I mean, like, a, a, you know, a man who's like known for being such a, like an amazing character very, actor
1: and very selective about his, his to his be rules, in yeah.
0: this shitstorm. Is just to me.
1: I mean, if you told him that Ian Holm, was in it, you know, and uh, and you know Robbie Coltrane was really good in it too. The the other I mean, Brits,
0: he would have been good had he not been given like the dumbest set of lines. Like he's just constantly no. in the background saying random things from Shakespeare, <laughs> just so you know he's British, I guess, because nobody quotes Shakespeare but the English. You know, maybe maybe one thing Shakespeare's done for the English language. Uh, it's just so. <laughs> it was just so bizarre like the stuff they focused on and just really wasted time also (laughs) i did just want to mention my opening note is wow when you're (laughs) when your facial hair is that weak you should have asked the directors not to zoom in on it (laughs) because the movie starts (laughs) with like an extreme close-up of johnny Depp's mustache and it looks like a 16 year old boy's mustache like it's not good it's like real (laughs) patchy and like kind of bristly and i was like oh just odd you would zoom in on very poorly done facial hair so i guess uh did you have anything else you wanted to talk about
1: no i think i think i've i think i've, I've gone after what i wanted to go after like i said it wasn't it's i, I guess i can't I, I can't even figure out how to formulate my compliment correctly but that it wasn't like a disaster of a movie i did i was bored doing it don't get me wrong i was it was too long and, and the sequencing of the scenes was bad. And like we said, they should have chosen a theme and stuck with it rather than sort of jumbling together uh, a third of five different ideas. But like it's, it's, not, it's not a complete failure, in my opinion, but it just it's nowhere near a good adapt- adaptation of a graphic novel that is likely unadaptable. <laughs> so it's just a strange anomaly in, in, in film history, really, is what it is.
0: yeah Uh, it's definitely it's just a weird film it didn't know what it wanted to be
1: speaking of insane anomalies i i frequently have the imdb page up for the movie we're doing because i am notoriously bad at remembering uh character or actor names um and you know how in imdb there's like a photo section that's like stills from the movie or like actors behind the scenes or something Mm -hmm. well floating up to the top of the stills for this movie are four pictures of adrian brody with a weird goatee and a denim hat and i just then like a gray t-shirt and i'm like what is he doing there he's not in this is he he's not
0: Let's to say isn't. i i don't think so i think i would remember if i saw uh
1: he's not in it i think these are shots of him like at the premiere and I'm wondering what IMDb's algorithm did to pull them up to the front for me to see.
0: <laughs> like, it's... Like, the IMDb photos are just, like, two pictures of Heather Graham, one picture of John Depp, and then, like, three pictures of Adrian Brody. That's so weird. Why? <laughs> I mean... I, I don't understand
1: how we got top billing on the photos here with his stupid denim hat from 2003.
0: Maybe that's know. it. Maybe it's the denim hat. <laughs>
1: Anyway, what I'm getting at is that From Hell is the Adrian Brody of movies.
0: Yeah, so I guess um, I was just shocked as I was scrolling down. Somebody gave this movie a 9 out of 10, and I thought, this person shouldn't be allowed to have access to the internet.
1: (laughs) I need to reach out to this person, ask if they need anything from me
0: yeah like help with an education uh <laughs> so i guess the question is would you recommend anybody watch this
1: uh wait it's kind of a difficult answer um but probably no because ultimately i found it boring but it's also not my thing so it's very possible that someone um might find it interesting i would say that if you're curious about jack the Ripper and have not read the graphic novel this could be amusing but if you've read the graphic novel and are in any way a fan, don't watch this movie.
0: I would say it's not watchable. If you're really interested in Jack the Ripper, there's one billion documentaries that would be more interesting. Um, I do love this site. I love Victorian England. Uh, you know, I watched the TV show Ripper Street, which takes place several years after the end of the Ripper killings. And it's in Whitechapel. It's a pretty good British TV show. Uh, I like Victorian era sort of, you know, Sherlock Holmesy crap i've read way too much about the jack the ripper killings uh i found this movie to be fucking one of the most boring things i've ever watched <laughs> I, I could not believe how boring it was because i've seen this movie before i saw it in theaters i did not remember it being this boring i remember the whole time thinking that heather graham looked like she was from the future because they didn't bother at all to make her or johnny depp not have the most perfect white teeth you've ever seen on people <laughs>
1: And eyebrows. Yes. Like her
0: eyebrows are like,
1: like, meticulously crafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really off.
0: And it wouldn't be that off had all the other women looked normal, but all the rest of them look like they just were, like, they were told to, like, roll on the ground before they started filming. You know, they all have, like, dirt on them, and she just looks so, like, pale and clean. It's so bizarre. But yeah, it's just, I, I found it not really worth watching. I don't know. If you listen to this and it sounds interesting, go ahead and knock yourself out, but. I probably wouldn't steer somebody towards it. So I guess that is it for our take on From Hell. Um, if you have any comments, you know, if you'd like to tell us that we're wrong and you love it, feel free by going to uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, or SoundCloud. Uh, it's all at NAOSPod. Uh, leave us a message. If you have a movie you want to see, shoot one of us a message. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know us in person. Uh, <laughs> just let us know if there's something you'd like to see us do uh and then one other thing was we mentioned it on the minisode but i know those aren't always as well listened to uh me and ben appeared on not quite canon uh, sort of a spin-off podcast from b-movie mania which you may recognize uh, mike hayes friend of our podcast and and favored uh guest host we appeared mm-hmm. on an episode with him and watched a fan-made batman movie uh, from 2002 it's pretty funny it's a good episode you should check out the podcast it's great it's just me Mike and Ben basically doing this except for a fan film instead of an actual film
1: So uh, a phenomenal time uh, let's just say that at some point we discuss uh, a photo of a man in full armor uh, in a throne with a saxophone and if you're wondering what that has to do with anything you should listen to
0: the episode definitely check it out you can find it at bmoviemania.com. Uh, scroll down, it's just on their front page not quite canon Uh, check that out, Uh, next week we'll tell you what movie's up next
1: Bob's your uncle